Hello, hello, and welcome to the 84th episode of the Mostly Soccer Podcast. My name is Michael J. Dalo, and I'm here with Jimmy. Jimmy what today? Jimmy Breaks. Jimmy Breaks. For the international break? The international breaks. My, um, I think my needed break away from gambling, which is going to happen after it looks like I'm going to lose my two uh, parlays I put together before they even get to really start. Funny, a... funny you mentioned gambling. Because I have a gambling story. Dude, oh, uh, this is how we're going to start? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, before we get into that, though, I do want to say we're recording in the Vivid Seat studio tonight. Yes. A.K.A. your basement. The best. It is the best. What a hell of a studio we have here. It's the best. I mean, now, <laughs> instead of wasting your money on gambling like we do, you should take that money and put it in a Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats get, mobile app. Yes. And what, what do you get, Michael, when you use the Vivid Seats mobile app? You use the code overtime. $100 off your first ticket purchase. Like, look at that right there. Easy money. Easy money. Almost. That, that's, yeah, that's... <laughs> go ahead. I know where you're going. Almost as easy money as I thought I was going to make. Uh, on Saturday or Friday? No, Friday. When you were putting out tweets Friday. Oh. And I almost quoted the tweet and said, this is this should be a key for everyone to bet the opposite. Yes. I literally almost sent it out and said, now bet the opposite. It's... I almost myself looked and went at the phone and go, I should bet. I should bet on Iceland in the under. Yep. I literally looked at it and said, I should do this right now. Okay, so, uh, as Jimmy said, my locks this week for gambling, I just in my own head, I didn't share them with anyone until the day of because I didn't want to jinx myself, as I normally would. Uh, it was Iceland mm-hmm. losing to France, so it was mm-hmm. France. Yeah. Uh, France is like plus 150 or something like mm-hmm. that against Iceland to win by a goal and a half. Yep. So they need to win by two. Uh, and the over under for that game was two and a half Uh, to me that screamed too high though i know you went with it i from the second i saw it i'm like that's too high they're not gonna the last time they played they dropped four on them Uh, and they started everyone (laughs) and they started everyone and this was only like three months back that they spanked them so uh you know obviously france wins one nothing yeah lame terrible ruins my day i bet the house on that (laughs) it was not good and uh, along with France, I also bet the house on England oh. to beat the Czech Republic. Yeah. All they needed to do, they were also, I got them when it was high. Mm-hmm. It was a goal and a half as well. Yeah. Last time they played the Czech Republic, 5-0 they beat them. And that was a few months ago as well. And uh, they go out and they lose 2-1 to one to the Czech Republic. Can you name three players from the Czech Republic? Can you name one player from the Czech Republic? I'm going to feel really embarrassed because you're going to name somebody that's so obvious. I can't. Isn't Peter Cech is from the Czech Republic? He doesn't play anymore. <laughs> He's retired. That's yeah. the only one I got, though. His last name clued you in. <laughs> yes. Um, but, yeah, no no one that I can actually name off the top of my head. If you look at the team, you know a few players just because like, they're the shit guys you pack yeah. in FIFA. But <laughs> literally everyone played for England. They scored in like the first five minutes through a hurricane penalty, and then they went on to lose. It's just my gambling luck is so abysmal that I don't even know how to describe it. It's literally whatever I bet, bet the opposite. Bet the opposite. It's really bad. Wait for Michael's tweets and then just jump on as fast as you can. Hammer. Hammer whatever the opposite bet is. No matter if the odds are in my favor or against me, you're going to win. (laughs) Um, But aside from that, Jimmy, we have a, a pretty exciting episode ahead of us. This is episodes. Episodes. That's right. This is part one of two. Mm. And we have tonight Alex from the American Red Devils podcast joining us to give us some insight, I'll say, on uh, Manchester United and their rough start to the season. Give us some understanding of what that fan base is going through right now. I'm interested in hearing all about that. So am I. I'm I'm scared that he's going to be 
more depressing than I usually am on this podcast. That would be really hard. It'd be a <laughs> real was, accomplishment. I was shocked by the other Alex from the Everton podcast. He was pretty, he was sad, clearly, clearly upset about the situation over there, but he wasn't depressed like I am whenever I talk yeah, about ourselves. That's very true. Uh, but before we're joined by Alex, because we have some time before we're going to give him a call, we both saw the Joker. Yes. So I want to hear your take on it. Um. Well. No spoilers, no by the spoilers. way. No spoilers. I think the acting, absolutely incredible. Ten for acting. Yeah, it's acting incredible. I thought the movie was good. I thought mm. it was very good even. I'd say very good. I don't think it's amazing or this like great achievement or anything like that. Yeah. Thought it was very good. It's very entertaining. The acting's incredible. Um Maybe I think some of it it left something to be desired. I think when I was watching it, I was just like a little I was a little underwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I think it kinda like there was a few moments where I think and I no spoilers with it, but I think it kinda held back where it could have got like really dark and really yeah. gritty and didn't do it. And then I did find it really predictable. That was my one major gripe with it. Like from like five minutes in, I kind of had the whole movie pegged out. I don't know. I didn't feel that way. I'm I'm also not like a movie person, mm-hmm. so like I'm easily impressed. <laughs> I'm easily <laughs> impressed. But I thought it was great. I liked it a lot. I thought it was uh, it was dark, and that's what I liked about it. See, I thought it was dark, but I didn't think it was as dark as it could have. I think there was moments where it could have like really leaned into it and it mm. kind of didn't that was the only thing it's like yeah. if you're gonna be this dark gritty movie you really gotta go for it and i thought there was moments it didn't quite do that you know what i did like about this movie the joker does a lot of dancing i would yeah movie. i was gonna say the best <laughs> thing is that his dancing is phenomenal <laughs> doesn't hit the wall at least no. once never dabs <laughs> no. yeah never flosses no i mean we could have we he, he does some original that. dancing some real oh, original yeah. dancing. He does. I, I have to say, he, he was more dancing than an NFL team that just like <laughs> had a pick six. You ever <laughs> see that that meme on Twitter with the guys dancing all around the city? No. Oh, yes, you have. I'll have to tweet it out or something <laughs> afterwards. But that's what it reminded me of. Uh, 8.8 for me, though. I give it 8.2. That's a great score. Like I said, I think it's a very good movie. Yeah. I just don't think it's this like incredible movie. Very good. Highly recommend. Definitely go see it. Yeah, agreed. But Jimmy, let's take a break, and then when we get back, we'll be we'll be joined by Alex from the American Red Devils podcast. Finding the right pros for home projects can be tough and spark a lot of questions like, how do I find a pro who can help? Will they do a good job? Will I get a fair price? That's where HomeAdvisor can help. From leaky faucets to major remodels, HomeAdvisor connects you to the right pro for the job in seconds and even helps you get a fair price. Read reviews, check project cost guides, and book appointments. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free HomeAdvisor app to start your next project. All right, and we are back. And on the line, we have Alex from the American Red Devils podcast. Alex, say hello to the Mostly Soccer listeners, all two of them. (laughs) How you doing, everybody? It's a pleasure to be be on the podcast tonight. You know, and, and we are very thankful for Alex joining us. We are joined every week by a new Alex who hosts a different soccer <laughs> podcast. Um, so we are very grateful to have you here. And we're grateful that we have someone who has some knowledge about good old Manchester United, our old friend, Jimmy. Yes. Uh, Alex, if you didn't know, I'm an Arsenal fan and Jimmy is a Manchester City fan. So Wait, no. so we have some, some not so great feelings towards Manchester United sometimes. <laughs> and uh, both of us have... Oh, I'll speak for myself, Jimmy. I don't know how much you dislike United, but I say that I have enjoyed watching Manchester United take a, 
a decline this year. I well, I think everybody who's not <laughs> actually a United fan has enjoyed the uh, the last what six seasons. Or six so. seasons, been, whatever my it's goodness, been at that this point. Bad. <laughs> Feels longer than that, doesn't it? Right. It's yeah. a team to hate. If you're not a Manchester United fan, you gotta hate them because uh, of our illustrious history. But hey, the last six years since Ferguson's retired have been pretty rough all around. From the Moyes days to long ball OPG. <laughs> To now, always at the wheel, um, and the and the car is careening off the road. It's tough times. It's tough times all around. <laughs> That's a good way to describe it. The car is careened off the road. Yes. Uh, I will say though, more so in the past, obviously, like you said, their illustrious history. But like this year and last year, with Ole especially, I've kind of found myself like, oh, United's becoming a little bit more likable. Like Ole is just a, like a nice guy. And he's always so polite in his interviews. And it's his face. Yeah, he's got a. Fa- it's hard to look at because he's not at all intimidating. You see his face, and he's just like, he's, he's like a little baby face. Yeah, he's, he's like you, Michael. Face. I mean, that's why they call him the baby yeah. assassin. The yeah, baby exactly. Ads. And especially after Mourinho, right, was just like one of the most divisive figures in all of world football. To have the change of smiling Ole, who basically knows exactly what to tell the press to try and keep everybody happy. It's just it was night and day. Uh, performances haven't haven't kept up like they were at the beginning but um it's certainly a lot different in terms of how the press treats united these days yeah definitely agree with that but all right alex let's let's get into the questions here that we have written down for you jimmy did a nice job writing these questions uh so so here's the first one i'm gonna rattle off to you are you ole in or are you ole out uh i am ole in at the moment just because i think he's been given a pretty rough go at it uh if you look at the players that we had leave over the summer and the ones that weren't replaced i, I think he was kind of put into a no win situation um from the management team so i you know i don't think it's going to help us to fire him right now even though the results have gone completely to shit but um <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm the like let's, let's let him play out the rest of the season and see how that goes really you're giving him the entire season that is might as well. <laughs> what other option we got? Who, who's next? <laughs> that is fair. That uh, that is a very good point. Um, and, and here's a question for you: Do you think that they gave him the long term contract too soon? Because this is something I think we talked about last year over and over and over again. And I I feel like like you said, there's not really this team. Clearly, it doesn't matter who's in charge. It's really not going to make that much of a difference. But I feel like the decision that they made to give him the official job was just kind of premature. And I think they're kind of living with the consequences of that. Yeah. I mean, I think it was definitely premature. I think they should have waited until the end of the season when we had top four in our grasp and the team completely fell apart. Um, and that didn't happen. We finished six, of course, but I, I would have waited to the end of the season because that's just a better indication of what kind of coach he is instead of just doing it after 10 or 11 games like they did. Yeah. And I can relate to falling apart at the end of the season last year. It's not <laughs> great. We all did. <laughs> not ideal. Um, not city, but everyone else. Yeah, must be nice to be a city fan these days. Well, it's been a, it has been a rough start to the season <laughs> That's in true. some ways. City are also in, in their own little crisis, but that yeah, doesn't. But you're, the holder, you're the holders. You have effort now, right? You're yeah, still, you're still the champions. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not, and I'm far from giving up hope. Michael knows me. I I, I keep a very positive mindset. Unless yeah. it's gambling, then I go very <laughs> the opposite way. That's well, emotional hedge. Yeah, an emotional hedge. That's right. <laughs> Um, we know all about that. We know, we know all about that. Rooting against, you know, uh, betting against Manchester United these days. The Lions are still going in our favor, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I actually bet on Arsenal the other day when they played, and I knew Arsenal were not going to drop points. 
but I bet on the win, and I knew I should have bet on the draw. They never win at Old Trafford. What a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, so yeah, we talked about Ole. Your Ole in, which is which is honestly, it's crazy to me. And this, the other Alex from the Everton podcast was Marco Silvan, which is also crazy to me. Uh, I you can't, uh, you can't fire them. You know, it's like rea- we get so reactionary, right? We got these podcasts, and we're all on Twitter. And, you know, it's so week to week with football, but it's like there has to be some continuity because if you just, you know, we just fired our coach in December and brought in, put in an interim and then gave it a full-time coach. So if you're going to fire again within 12 months, it's just like it's too much turnover at the yeah. club. I agree with that. But I, you just described me to the T when you were talking about people on Twitter, <laughs> week to week, everything. I have emotions that go from zero to 100 in an instant. I was calling for Emery's head after the Watford game, granted for the first time ever. <laughs> But, uh, all right, so if, if Ole is to make it through this season uh, and it doesn't go the way that uh, you hope it might go or it, it kind of stays the same and they finish around the ninth, tenth range, uh, maybe even out of the top six, how do you think you feel at that point? Are you Ole in? I think it depends on the results and how the team is playing, right? If it's like the results this, this, this thus far have been pretty <laughs> – pretty horrible but it's also the performances have been terrible you know it's like it's one thing to lose to newcastle one one nil but we had i think we had three shots on target the whole game um and if you just watch them play it's just it's not like a normal attacking side manchester united that i grew up watching so uh, it's gonna be a combination of performance and results but i you know i am in right now but i think it's very unlikely he finishes the season i i just think like the the, I think the the wheels are falling off the bus as we speak, <laughs> and the player. I think he's losing the dressing room. So it's like that's that's honestly when you often fire a manager, and what it makes sense is when you when you've lost the dressing room and you find yourself in a relegation fight, which is a bit exaggerated. I think we'll I think we'll be able to cobble together you know at least forty points this season. <laughs> <laughs> but it's tough. Here's a question for you, Alex. It, if and I think at this point it will be inevitable that they do move on from him, whether it's, you know, midseason or at the end of the year. Who do they go after? Because this is something I think I, I have someone in my head that I've brought up multiple times with Michael. But I kind of want to see, like, from the United fan perspective, what do you guys want? Like, who do you go for now? The one we want is, you know, I think if, if Fergie was to redo it again and have it be his heir apparent. He wouldn't have gone for another Scotsman. He would have gone for a, an Argentinian named Pochettino. Wow. So I think, and that's what... I know he's like kind of falling apart as well at Tottenham at the moment, but he's shown the ability to build a squad at Southampton to do it at Spurs. Um, got him to a final, you know, that like they had no business being in, but he got him there. Uh, still hasn't won any silverware, but I, I think he's shown that he's got a long-term vision and I think you can do some good stuff at United. Um, but we'll see what happens because he might get sacked, right? That, that, that's going to be talking <laughs> to town as well. Yeah. And that that's exactly who I was implying. Me and Michael have kind of been going back and forth with this because I keep saying I think Potch is going to walk from Spurs at some point. And I said at that point, if you're United, you just got to – you have to – cut base with Ole and just bring him in before somebody else gets a chance to start sniffing around. And I think if they could get for free, they would. Because the whole thing that was turning them off, apparently, was that Levy had a 50 million buyout clause or yeah. something ridiculous to yeah, get him out of his deal. deal. Yeah, yeah. Typical oh Tottenham so, style of trying yeah, to get... Yeah, they are, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then they'll just wait until he goes for free. <laughs> Erickson might be on his way uh, with Pochettino to Old Trafford pretty soon. Yeah. You never know. Alderweireld, too. Like the sound of that. Yeah, right. Uh, all right, so... Uh, 
Jimmy, these questions are hard hitting. My <laughs> he, uh, Jimmy wrote you another question. It said, the biggest need for United right now and maybe a potential solution to their issues that they're having. I know that's kind of a, a weirdly worded question, but if... if Ooh, like, biggest problem position for the team? Yeah. Like, I, was, I was, yeah, I was a center forward. I mean, I think, like, you know, Lukaku got slated a lot by a lot of United players, was super divisive as well, wasn't popular, either loved or hated. But like he still scored goals, was a top scoring, top goal scorer over the last two seasons. So the fact that they got rid of him and Sanchez, we, we need goals, and we're missing that. Like our defense has actually gotten better. Um, we just haven't been able to score any goals this season. So that'll be the first thing I buy, even in January, is get get a goal scorer in. Mm. And and this leads us to our next question: Paul Pogba could be a man to fix a lot of issues with United right now. Uh, what is the deal with Paul Pogba? Do you love him? Do you hate him? What are your feelings on him? He's, I mean, speaking of divisive figures, he's, he's probably the numero uno as it comes to that camp. I mean, he's a great player on his day, but the best players in the world don't have on their day. They're always on, right? Ronaldo doesn't have off days. Yeah. Um, even Landowski, you know, he, he like, he's bagging in goals. So Paul Pogba, He's a good player, but I don't know if he's worth all the drama that comes with it. You know, every window he's he's attracted to getting the way out. He's always talking. He has his, his family talking about transfers. His, you know, obviously, Mina Raiola is a known aggravator in the in the, in the world uh, soccer biz. <laughs> so I mean, it's hard because it's like well, on a day he's a hell of a player, but we don't get enough of those performances. And he kind of, I think he's skunking the locker room. I just think I don't think he wants to be there. So I think he'd better off. Selling them, but the problem is our club hasn't replaced a lot of players that we got rid of. So I don't have a lot of faith in the Glazers to bring in another superstar. Yeah, that's it's difficult. With yeah. Paul Pogba, my first comparison that comes to mind, and you might hate this, Mesut Ozil. Mm. What what do you that's think about that? Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> I mean, it's like a world beater on his day, right? Like you know, could be unplayable when he's playing up to his level. But if he doesn't give a shit about the game, he looks like. Bang on average, right? Yeah. There are games where Pogba looks absolutely like pedestrian. And then there are games like the City game last year where he looks lights out and can just absolutely turn the game on his tide. So, inconsistency. You know, the best players in the world are not inconsistent. They're always on form um, to a certain extent. Even if they're not scoring goals, they're still playing well. And he just he is not consistent. And I think Ozil's probably in that camp as well. Yeah, I, I mean, Ozil is probably a more extreme example of that. I mean, he never even sees the field anymore. He's so terrible. <laughs> um, but, you know, fans fans on Twitter still love Mesut Ozil and are calling for Emery's head because he... Pogba the same way. They have, like, you know, he has fanboys, like, unbelievable, who are probably, you know, they probably became fans of United when he, he left Juve, and they're probably just fans of Pogba. And, they, you know, and they will defend him to the edge of the earth. But <laughs> I'm not sure they're Manchester United fans first. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you on that. Uh, but this one I think is going to hit close to home from you. I've seen on your Twitter uh, that you guys are not the biggest fans of the United ownership, the Woodwards <laughs> and the Glazers. Uh, I want you to sound off about those guys. I want to hear <laughs> your thoughts off. from top to bottom on them. Gentlemen, we are firmly Glazer out. We, <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw the Abram Glazer clown face nose. We oh, actually yeah. designed that in-house at the American Red Devils. That's We're awesome. selling shirts. We're selling Glazer out scarves. <laughs> I, 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 my whole my whole experience being a Manchester United fan has unfortunately been with the Glazers at the helm. I became a fan in 04. They came in in 05. 
the, the things that Alex Ferguson was able to do in spite of the ad ownership, right? Not investing back the Ronaldo money. Like, if you looked at how much money they actually spent in those late years when we were going to Champions League final after Champions League final and get knocked out by Barcelona, of course. But um, he's just, like, the most amazing coach of all time because they didn't invest in him. And then we went haphazardly from manager to manager um, when it was just under Woodward as, as the chief executive, and it's been a complete cluster. So uh, we're as glazer out as you get. I mean, we're, <laughs> you know, we're not far off from Arsenal, right? It's like a cronky, same thing. Same thing going on at AC Milan. It's all these big former giant clubs that have just been like completely mismanaged by Americans, usually Americans, who are yeah. just in there for a payday, right? It's a dividend mm-hmm. to their families, and they just like it's just a cash cow. And then as long as they're in the top tier, and if they're in Champions League, even better. It's just the money is rolling in. And you don't have to invest in it because it's, you know, you still have enough. It used to be that you'd be pretty easy to stay up in the league if, you, if you're one of the big six. Um, I think it's getting harder now as, as competition gets even more intense around the league. Yeah, I agree with that. Yep. Uh, we need an oil chic to take over. <laughs> you know, that's true. You know what I mean? <laughs> like City, right? That's, that's what you want. A billion exactly. in. And they've taken a billion out of United over the same period that City put all that money into the club. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but Jimmy, do you have do you have any additional question? I have an ending question. If, if no, I, I mean I think he's hit pretty much all the stuff that I had written down. I do want one just quick one. You mentioned a center forward was the biggest need. Do you have anybody in mind, like in particular, you would think would kind of be the best fit? Uh, I mean, like Moussa Dembele is a player that we got attracted to a lot um, at uh, Lyon. He's mm-hmm. a pretty good player. I, I like him. Like, I, I'm. I'm, I'm all about, like, if you can get uh, a Premier League proven player on the cheap, I'm all for it. Like, if you could get a Callum Wilson for a reasonable amount of money, I'd be cool with that. We just we need a goal scorer. We need a body. We need someone who has experience to score in the league. You know, you can say what you want about Lukaku, but he did score goals. Yeah. Right? They weren't always the prettiest goals, but he was, he's a big man, and he would get goals, and we are missing that desperately. So I'm not saying we need another target man. But um, anyone, <laughs> you know, me, and, me and Jimmy are laughing here, sitting in the same room, because we know a guy. He's not playing <laughs> very much right now. League, yeah, like League Six. Yeah. No, better. Uh, Glenn Murray. Glenn Murray needs to come to United. He'll <laughs> straighten out the dressing room. <laughs> yes. He'll whip that team Stop right into all shape. the issues. <laughs> I mean, we, honestly, I take Zlatan back. On, you know, like he would yeah. be perfect right now. Even if he couldn't score that many goals, we need a authority. We need a presence in the locker room that we're crying out for. Honestly, ever since Lawton left last time, um, because we need some senior leadership um, in the older ranks. Like the, old, the oldest, most tenured player is De Gea, and he's kind of a soft-spoken guy to begin with. So I would love the lion back. Yeah, the personality. Just some personality into like this great club that just seems so devoid of anybody with any character. I mean, Pog was such a big name, but really, like in terms of not United, he doesn't like bring anything to the table outside of like crazy haircuts. <laughs> For no. France, he seems to get them up. Yeah, exactly. United, it doesn't make sense. He doesn't seem like he, I don't think he wants to be United. You know, I don't think he's wanted to be United for a while now. Uh, since actually Mourinho tried to sell him summer before, but it just he doesn't give a shit about the club. You know, he's just there for the payday. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, he he Alexis Sanchez you guy a little bit. <laughs> we got, we got, we've gotten bamboozled quite a few times. <laughs> All right, but um, two questions now to end this interview for you. I know you're a busy man. We gotta let you go. Uh, where do you think United finish in the table this year? I'm saying eighth. Oof, not ideal. But no, I think we'll finish the top half. But like, we're not gonna finish the top four, and I don't think we're gonna finish the top six. 
Yeah, top, top six rough this year. Eight sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, that oh, Manchester United finishing in eighth. It tickles me tough a little times. bit. It, tough times. Hey, you know we had it. We had it too good for too long. That yeah. eventually, you know, you gotta <laughs> you gotta feel what mediocrity tastes like. And I'll tell you what, watch the Newcastle game again. That, that is like a big dose of mediocre pie. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Uh, <laughs> brutal. <laughs> but to finish on a positive note. If you had to say one thing to a United fan for this season who's struggling along, a new fan perhaps, what would you say to them? What's the bright spot of being a United fan, the outlook for the future? Is it bright? It's always bright because we're Manchester United, and that's the thing that you have to remember is like no matter what, we will be back. We will be back. We will be back. Look at history, and it's still a great club to be a part of. That's the best thing about being a member. If you join now, it's ideal because no one will ever call you a Fairweather fan. Be like, oh, I joined (laughs) – I joined during like the darkest days when we were in you know 12th place, two points off the drop right now, and just say things will get better, and this is still the greatest football on the land. Um, you know, even if it's not always reflected on the pitch, it's still a great club to be a part of. So the fans are great, the way fans are unbelievable. You know, I've had that experience. So that's all I say: it's glory, glory forever, and uh, <laughs> we will be back. All righty, Alex. Thank you so much for uh, joining us tonight. And uh, please, will you hit us with the plugs for your podcast so people can find you? Yeah, absolutely. We're American Red Devils. You can find us at AmericanRedDevils.com or if you search American Red Devils on iTunes. Um, you know, probably not for the, the neutral, but if you're a Manchester United fan, there's no better place for news than us. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, yeah, Alex. Thanks, Alex. We appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, fellas. Take it easy. All right. Have a good one. We'll see ya. You too. Bye. Bye. All right, Jimmy. That was Alex. Yeah, that was great. Another great Alex. Yes, I we, we do have a role. So <laughs> next week, if you're an Alex listening to this, reach out. We Seriously. need another one. I want an Alex representing yes. every single team. Every week, we need Alex's constantly. All right, Jimmy. But we do have another interview coming up now after this with yes. uh, James from Who Kicked the Corner Flag. Yeah, this will be released as part two. Part episode two. part two. On Tuesday. Yes. And uh, we will also be giving our predictions in this episode. Yep. And we'll also give our take on the Vardy versus Rooney family Ooh, debacle. Oh, boy. I tried to forget about that. <laughs> All right, Jimmy. Do you want to hit him with the plugs? Yes. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Soccer Mostly. Email us mostly soccer show gmail.com and leave those big, beautiful five star reviews <laughs> on Apple Podcasts. Big, beautiful five star reviews. All righty. We will see you tomorrow.